Hello, hello. Happy Friday. Happy mid-July. I don't know where that came from. Um, but today we are going to talk about who the fuck I am <laughs> and what got me to LA, what I've learned on the way, and kind of just where we're thinking of going from here, where we're going to go. Um, today I am drinking none other than an oat milk latte with honey and cinnamon. Mm, it's very good. Um, it's a hot one. I usually have a hot coffee first thing in the morning and then I'll have like an iced coffee later on in the day. But, okay, I don't know if you can hear that, but they're like weed eating outside my window. So if you hear any like wee, wee, just ignore that. Anyways, coffee's delicious. Moving on, I got a bookshelf yesterday from Ikea and I'm so excited because I had a lot more books than I thought I did. Like I was never really an avid reader when I was young. I had maybe a handful of books that were given to me and like usually from like family members who are like, you'll really like this book. And then I never touched it. Um, and now I like looking back, I'm like mad at myself because of that, because they were some sick books. Like my uncle gave me um, two of the hardback, like giant colored Harry Potter books. They were like the big ones. I think it was, they were blue and green. I think it was like the Order of the Phoenix and the Goblet of Fire or something. I don't remember which ones, but needless to say, I like wasn't allowed to, I guess not needless to say when I was young, I wasn't allowed to watch Harry Potter. So I didn't read them, but I thought they were cool. And now I hope they're still at my childhood house because, like, I would love to have those. But anyway, I have a lot more books than I thought, and I've definitely accrued most of them in the past, like, six months. <laughs> not going to lie. I've bought a lot of books and um, only read through a couple of them uh, just because – I really like having books to read and I really like buying books and I really like bookstores, especially this one in LA called Book Soup. It is my favorite bookstore I've ever been to. And um, I just have bought a lot of the books on that shelf recently and I'm really excited to read them all. But um, I got this bookshelf for less than $70 at Ikea and I did the like click and collect and went and picked it up and put it together last night. And it is so cute and I can't stop looking at it. So anyway, that is just some housekeeping. <laughs> Very thrilling, I know. But I wanted to talk about kind of my story today because I don't... When I started this podcast, I was like, I'm not going to do the thing where I have like an intro and I have all of this... Um, like story about me. Like I just kind of want to jump into it right off the bat. And I really liked how I did that. But now I feel like, okay, now I'm kind of in this space where, I mean, I'll talk about it later, but I'm kind of thinking about the next 10 years of my life. And I've never been one to have a 10-year plan, let alone a one-month plan. So I kind of steer away from like doing the 
here's my story and here's what I, here's my goals and, you know, all of that stuff just because I've never really known, um, to be completely frank. So, but today I thought, I've been thinking about it a lot and I've actually been like really inspired by what I've been thinking about. And so I wanted to talk about it today. And for those who maybe listen and don't know anything about me, which, wow, welcome. (laughs) But I'm guessing most of you know who I am and most of you know this story, but I just kind of wanted to go through it um, again because I see things in a lot of it different light now. And I think your perspective is always changing and it's always important to like look back on your life during different times of your life because you can have a completely different opinion from the last time you looked at it. You know what I'm saying? So first off, I was born in Montana. Great place. Great place to grow up. It was amazing, to be honest. Um, It was quiet. We spent most of the days outside. Like, it was the kind of childhood where my mom would be like, be home before dark. Or like, if we were in trouble, she'd like make us go outside, you know? And then it would end up being really fun because we would just like play with the neighborhood kids or we'd go to the creek or we'd go to our fort or we'd play outside and put on snow pants and, um, sled down the hills in our neighborhood, which were literally like two feet high, but we made it fun. Like you had to get creative. We had a, um, trampoline and we dug a hole in the ground so that the trampoline would be level with the ground and we wouldn't have to like climb up on it. Honestly, one of the best ideas I've ever seen, but it was a pain in the ass to dig out. (laughs) I say that even though I was like six years old and didn't do shit, but still great idea. Highly recommend. Um, I just would recommend not doing it yourselves because literally taking a shovel to make a hole for a trampoline is exhausting work and the whole family was doing it. It's hilarious to be honest that we even did that, but it was great. Anyway, during the winter, it would create this like igloo thing because it would snow over the trampoline and then you could like go underneath the trampoline and it would be like this secret little igloo and no one could find you (laughs) so I would bring like my mom's old dishes out there and my mom's old like pot like pans and I would make mud pie you know what I'm saying like it was a very creative very in the dirt in the snow in the water kind of childhood and it was fantastic um you know, of course, there weren't like phones, like cell phones. There was the only phone that was hooked up onto the wall with the curly cord that stretched like way too far. And then we had a TV and we were only allowed to watch it like on Saturday mornings or whatever and for cartoons. And then like eventually we got a computer, but it was like so old that you could literally only play like Tetris on it or something like it was it was not I didn't give a shit about it you know I was like I don't even know what that is so you know we didn't have a lot but it was like great it was great and um I'm really thankful for that kind of childhood and like how I grew up because it makes so much sense (laughs) for the way I am now 
Um, I went to school like K through 12 and then I also went to college there. Um, it was like a state college town and, you know, had a bunch of heartbreaks, had a bunch of relationships that sucked. And I worked at coffee, coffee shops and just like tried to figure out what the heck to do with my life. And I never really knew, like I never growing up, I was like, oh, I could be a teacher. And then I was like, oh, I could be a vet, but they were never real ideas. They were just kind of like me spitballing and like seeing a vet sign as we drove to church and being like, I could do that. <laughs> like it just not, not actual legitimate dreams. Um, and then I got to college and I like immediately started as a nursing major. <sighs> and, you know, that was brave of me. That was brave. And I, I would begin, I, that was the start of me wrestling, uh, wrestling the idea of should I be a nurse for the next like seven years? But, um, needless to say, I changed my major because I was terrified. They basically were like, if you don't get above an A in every class and have like a 5.0, then <laughs> you're not going to make it. So I got scared and I changed my major to like university studies, which is the major that you choose when you have no idea what you want to do. And then I took a sociology class, thought, okay, this makes sense to me. And so I decided to major in sociology. And again, I've talked about this before, um, my unused sociology degree. Man, I really picked the right day to do a podcast because... Fridays are gardening days so like there's always like the garbage man and the the um the weed eater and the lawnmower <laughs> like it's so loud all the time although there is a really nice bird that is chirping okay anyways um yeah, so needless to say, I basically just got a degree to get the hell out of there because I didn't know what else I wanted to do. And, like, when you're a sociology major, they encourage you to, like, go into social work. And I was like, that seems a little too sad. Like, I think I would be great at it, but I would have no life other than that. And, like, I would be terrible at, like, leaving the job at the job. Does that make sense? So... Yeah. I mean, I learned a lot at college and I had like an amazing time and I had an amazing experience and um highly recommend it, but also like I haven't had to like use my degree for anything. Then again, I haven't had like a solid career job, I guess you could say. So then I decided to move to another like neighboring town that was a few hours away with my boyfriend at the time. And I just worked in like restaurants. And then I decided, wait, maybe I do want to be a nurse. And so I went back to nursing school. I like took my prereqs and um, was like getting ready to apply to nursing school. And I met some good friends through that. Um, and shout out to Hannah and Danny if you're listening. <laughs> um, but ultimately decided after like six months of that, that I didn't think that it was the right fit. It was so hard. Like, and I'm not saying that I wasn't willing to like put in the work because I did. And I 
still wasn't doing well. Like I, I had, I studied more than I ever have in my entire life. I worked so hard. I was part of study groups. I did the tutoring. Like I did, I did everything that I felt that I could and it still just was not staying in my brain. And I think when I initially thought about being a nurse, I was like, I think I would be a really good nurse. Like, I think my bedside manner is excellent. I think I could, like, I would love to take vitals. Like, it's a very kind of basic overview of being a nurse, but I didn't really think about all of the chemistry and all of the actual science that it takes to be a nurse and how much knowledge you have to have and like of the anatomy and of the skeleton and of, um, you know, medicines and prescriptions and doses and all of that kind of stuff. So anyway, I decided it wasn't for me and I stopped doing nursing and I, uh, just focused on my restaurant job and, Then I decided I hated my restaurant job and I quit that and I decided to work at a tech company as a receptionist and I thought, oh, I could get into like digital marketing or I could get into advertising or something like that. And guys, I literally within like three months of working that job, I was like, I need to quit. But I lasted six. I lasted six whole months and I should be really proud of myself because I was like literally putting together like tables and chairs and stuff. So it wasn't great. It wasn't great. And I was like getting people food. It just like wasn't really like what I had in mind. And then I realized that like advertising is not the space I want to be in because you basically just convince people that they need your product to pay you. And it's just this very like not for me. Um, And also just like working in an office every day is so boring. Like, kudos for all of you guys who do it. Like, if that's your passion, I so love that for you. Um, However, I cannot. So um, I decided to do, like, my photography full time. um, And I quit that job in January of 2020. And then, or no, I'm sorry, February of 2020. And then literally a month later, COVID hit. And... Honestly, you know, I had enough photo stuff booked out that I was doing okay. Like I I was blessed to um have enough money to like buy groceries and support myself during COVID. Um and I was living alone at the time and subletting this apartment up on the hills that overlooked the town and um I was by myself, well, and Ginny and this cat that I was technically house sitting for. That's why I sublet. Anyway, I'm very like, here's some random fact about the story that you really don't need to know. Um, (laughs) but I was lucky to like be fine during COVID. And then I found out that so many people from the job that I just quit were laid off and didn't get unemployment or anything like that. So, um, I felt really good about my intuition for quitting that job. I like, I remember going on like a bank run one day while I was working and I called my sister and I was like, Carlene, I can't do this job anymore. Like I, I hate it. I'm putting together furniture. I'm like kneeling on the ground, putting together office chairs and like scheduling things. Like this is the least fulfilling thing I've ever done. Like, 
I love the people here and I, but I just can't, I can't work here anymore. And she was like, well, what would happen if you quit? And I said, I don't want to go back to the service industry. I don't want to get another job. I want to do my photography full time. Like I'm making enough bookings and I'm making enough, um, that I think I could make it work. And she was like, well, then you have to just jump and like see what doors open for you. And it was the most, it was like the most terrifying thing, but I was so proud of myself for doing it. And like looking back, I, I just, I just want to give her like the biggest hug because like that decision ultimately changed everything. And like the fact that I could be, um, like during COVID and during like the summer of COVID when things started to kind of open up again, like I could wear my mask to my shoots and just like not get close to my client and still work. And it was just like a total blessing. And I, you know, I didn't get fired from my job. Like I definitely would have gotten fired from that tech job. So, um, Honestly, I was in paradise during COVID. Like I <laughs> loved it. <laughs> and I know it was like, it was really scary. And there was a lot of um, like, what the hell is happening? And it was uh, very depressing, you know, just with the state of the world. Um, but I just remember like sitting in this rocking chair listening to Vivaldi records and just staring out the window at the town until the sunset. Like I would just literally, I would have my coffee and a book and I would rock back and forth in my chair. I would maybe eat some things and then all of a sudden the sun would be setting and it was like the most relaxing time of my life because my favorite thing is having nothing to do. And that, I know that sounds potentially super lazy, but don't tell me you don't agree. Like my favorite thing is not having any obligations, not having anything to show up to, not having any plan. Like I just love the freedom of having the whole day or the whole three months or indefinite amount of time during COVID to just do whatever I wanted. And I, that was like the most creative time of my life. Like I taught myself ukulele, like I had such a creative burst because I didn't have this pressure to work or to be quote unquote productive or get things done or show up to places, you know, I could literally wake up have coffee, write a little, and like maybe learn a song. And then once once I started learning the chords to a song, I like, by the end of the night, I had like a full demo of it recorded. You know what I'm saying? So I just had so much time and brain space to let myself play and let myself explore. And like, I was alone every day. So, you know, without having to worry about what I looked like or what I did around somebody else, it was so nice. It was honestly so nice. And I miss that time a lot. Actually, I find myself 
thinking about me sitting in that rocking chair, just staring out the window, watching the deer eat the grass in the morning, you know? Um, Like all I did was just FaceTime my sister and I took up, you know, I did like the yoga with Adrian. (laughs) I did like some online dance classes. Um, But that eventually kind of just faded away also. And I read books and I found Harry Styles and One Direction. And I actually started voice memoing. And, you know, on your phone, you have an app called Voice Memos. And I discovered this app and I think, I can't remember how I thought about it, but maybe it was like around the time where I was deep into Harry and I was watching all of his like interviews and stuff on YouTube. And I think maybe he said something about like recording a voice memo to himself and as like a song idea or whatever, which, you know, everybody does that all the time. But I like had never thought about that. And I had never even touched the app. Like I had it offloaded because I just was like, what does this even do? And I remember (laughs) the first one I the first one I recorded, I think was about Harry and about just quarantine. And I just talked to myself and it felt like a more productive way of like journaling because I could just let my thoughts flow and I didn't have to worry about like writing them down or like my hand cramping or my handwriting not being cute. And it was just such an organic way for me to speak my thoughts But the best part about it is being able to like go back and listen to past days that I've recorded and like either hear what I was struggling with at the time that I like am no longer worried about and like have overcome or just laughing at myself because like there are times during quarantine where I recorded and it says like I titled them like day seven of of lockdown and it was like well I don't know what's happening and they say that it's getting pretty bad and you know they think this is only gonna be a couple more weeks and it's just so funny to like hear that you know we literally had no idea what the fuck was going on (laughs) like just to hear how progressively kind of kooky I got as lockdown progressed like the first recording compared to like, you know, the fourth week of me in lockdown by myself, like (laughs) you can hear it in my voice. I'm starting to go a little loony and I just think it's like really nice. Um, so anyway, that's like where the voice memo thing began. And I remember during one of them, I, I said, I am my best self during quarantine. And I just, I love that. I remember that. And I like wrote that down to talk about because it's so interesting that like during such a scary time and such a lonesome time and such a time where like I had no other outside influx like coming at me, I had my best ideas. I started like a photo project and um, like I interviewed a bunch of people about their trauma and about their resilience. And 
and I started like a photo book about it and I taught myself an instrument and actually two instruments and I like I did all of these things because I didn't feel pressure to do anything that I felt like I should be doing you know and I didn't have to worry about providing anybody with photos like I I just I was able to truly just be me and like I didn't have to shower every day if I didn't want to I didn't have to shave my legs like I didn't have to um eat certain things I didn't have to go out I didn't have to drink alcohol like I didn't have to I didn't and I, I know that a lot of you are saying, like, those are fun things. Like, what do you mean? You get to drink alcohol. You get to go out. But, like, to me, it was so nice to not have to. And, like, just be in this space where literally nobody else gives a shit. And, like, I was just doing me. And it was so nice. Um, and then my friend Michael called me up. Um, and we started talking a lot about like what we want with our lives. And like, um, he's the kind of guy who like, likes to have projects and likes to do things and likes to have things going. And so he was thinking about this time when we were talking about starting a podcast and we decided to start one to just brighten people's days, kind of give them a little glimpse of hope and like IGTV was just coming out at that time and which seems so funny now. Um, so we like started doing a video. We did videos three times a week and podcasts and it, um, it became like this kind of everyday thing and we would be talking all the time and planning episodes and writing our scripts and like, um, editing and, you know, it started to take up most of my time and uh, doing video and sound and outreach and making an Instagram and engaging on the Instagram and making graphics. And it was so much fun. And like, I learned so much because I was, I had never done like any of that before. And so we were both just kind of teaching each other. And it was nice to have like, you know, that connection and, and doing something that inspired us and like made people feel good. And like some of you found me during that time. And I just, it's so funny to think back on now. Um, and this was before we had TikToks, like TikTok was like just starting to kind of get big, but like neither of us had one. We didn't know what it was. We were like, is it even worth downloading? Whatever. Um, and so then once kind of quarantine started, you know, the lockdown kind of lifted a little bit more. I moved into a house because um, my sublet was ending. I moved into a house with my best friend Hannah at the time. And we were doing all of this work on the house. Like we put so much work on this house. So you know, slowly life started to become busy again and there were things to do and there were jobs and it was summer and we like needed, it was like May, I think. And I had a lot of photo work that summer and there was a lot of work to do. And we repainted the entire house, every room in the house we redid. We redid the trim, we redid the walls. Um, we just, we just deep cleaned everything in the house and it was it was really nice. Um, and I'm so glad that we did that, but it was a shit ton of work. Um, 
And then three months later, I decided to move out. <laughs> like I, within three months there, I began to feel really restless. And during quarantine was like thinking about what I wanted for my life. And I began to feel sort of stuck, not in, not in the apartment or in like COVID, like it had nothing to do with the lockdown. Cause like I said, I really enjoyed the lockdown, but I began to feel stuck like career wise and also geographically. Like I felt like I had spent all this time in Montana. I knew all there was to know about it. Like I had these people that, you know, I would just, I would leave my house and I would run into the same people all the time. And to me, it was getting like repetitive and I needed something new. I needed something fresh and inspiring and something bigger. Like I wanted, I felt like I was meant for something really, really big. And I didn't know what that meant. And I didn't know what that was, but I just knew that like I was bigger than what I was currently doing. And like, I had so much space and stuff inside me that like I needed to get out. And I didn't know what the hell that even meant, but I just started thinking about moving to a bigger city. And I thought about New York City or I thought about Portland. And then I was like, no, I need to be somewhere warm because I was getting tired of the cold. I was tired of the snow. I was tired of the rain. And I was like, I want to be somewhere warm. I want to be by the beach. I want to be in the sun. And so I chose to move to LA and then Michael and I moved in together and did the podcast and did the TikToks and the rest is history. Um, but meanwhile, like I still withheld this dream and I was like, okay, I'm going to move to LA and I'm going to become a big shot photographer and I'm going to shoot for Vogue and Wall Street Journal and Rolling Stone and all of these other magazines or something like that. And I'm going to make it, you know, quote unquote, I'm going to make it. And we, you know, did the podcast with Michael and like, I, I just wanted to do the podcast and become famous. Like I wanted to become a celebrity. That was literally my goal. <laughs> like I was like, I want to be a famous photographer and also like a host and just creator. Like I just wanted to be a f famous person. And I was doing TikToks and Instagrams and content and we were shooting brand partnerships and, you know, we were just like really, really busy and all of it was based from our phones. Like all of it was uh, material and like, d you know, just based on my face glued to a screen all the time. And, but I didn't care because I was like, no, this is getting, this is going to do it. And then like Taylor Swift comments on your TikTok and you're like, oh my God, I've made it. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, but actually when she commented on my TikTok, I was starting to feel burnt out. And, uh, you know, I had worked a, a, like a mediocre photo job because I still wasn't making enough money just by doing photo. And I totally drained my savings you know, I had saved up like the most money I'd ever had before moving down here. And then within like six months, it was all gone because I couldn't find any work. It was like impossible to get booked for a photo job here. And I didn't understand. And I'm not talking photo job as in content. I'm talking like actual photography, like on set job or, you know, photographing engagements or weddings or artists or whatever, like portrait photography. 
and like the stuff I'm actually passionate about. And I just could not book anything. So I started working at this like this company who like pays you per hour and like sends you on jobs and it's like engagements or graduations or family shoots and like you know they were all over LA which was kind of fun because I got to see a lot of LA and but like they don't reimburse your gas um you only get paid per hour and they're half an hour shoots so and it's like never the same it's just based on like how many people book that week. And so like the winter was extremely slow and you'd have to edit like a certain amount of photos per person. So like if it was like a group of four, you had to have over 120 photos, which it's like there's so many photos for a family shoot that was only a half an hour. Like none of the photos were good. Like I wasn't passionate about any of it. You had to edit it according to like their style. It was just a way to make some money and I managed to like pay rent with that, you know, and then some extra like content stuff that I did, but it completely burnt me out. I like by the spring, I was just done. I was like, I'm exhausted. I have no motivation to do anything. Nothing is fulfilling. I can't even really pay my bills. Like I'm missing quarantine when like, I didn't have to do any of this stuff. I didn't have to be on my phone. I didn't even like have to check my email. Like I just missed this time where I could have just been off the grid and disconnected and like doing whatever the fuck I wanted to do. And I was starting to feel like I was actually so much more of an introvert than this performance of myself that I was giving on online. And you know, I wasn't even like an influencer yet. Like I, I don't have like a jillion followers, but like I was still putting in effort every day. Like I was doing this as my job and it just was exhausting and it didn't feel like me. And then I started to not wanted to do, not wanting to do photography. I don't want to do TikTok. I don't want to do the podcast even. Like I just feel like everything is putting my face on social media and putting my face everywhere. And like, I felt like I had to be happy all the time. And I felt like I had to be positive and cheerful and like hopeful and always talking about something exciting and like, look what I did. And it just, it started to feel so toxic to me and fake. And, um, I really started to get burnt out really fast. Um, And so I was like, I'm going to do something totally different and like try to get a nannying job or something because I didn't want to go back to the service industry, but I needed to make more money. And I quit that photo job because I hated it and wasn't making enough for it to be worth it. And so I got a nanny job to pay the bills. And I started thinking about like moving to New York City or something and like switching careers and working in like at a a record label. Like I applied to some jobs at Columbia and actually got an interview and um, like thought that maybe that would be my outlet and I would do like digital marketing or I would do, you know, something on the PR side, but I didn't have any like technical experience of that. Um. And so I didn't end up getting any of those jobs I applied for 
just for whatever reason. Um, and now I know because like, I don't want to move to New York city anymore. Like I, it, it was so romantic in my mind. Like I had this phase where I was just like on Pinterest every day posting to a New York board and I still have it. It's called my NY and it's really dreamy and it's so romantic and like, I do love the idea of, of moving to New York, but like at the same time, I am so done with cities. <laughs> but all I knew was that I wanted to move out. I wanted to live alone and have my space. And I just, I kind of had to turn a leaf. So I moved out and I found um, this beautiful apartment that I'm in right now. It's super unique. It's like um, in a great location. Um, it's a bit more expensive than I should be paying, but also it's worth it because it's so perfect for me. You know, we ended the podcast and I took some space to just like reevaluate that and like reevaluate my life and my friendships and stuff like that. And I started to feel like hopeful and peaceful and like I had my space, I had my time and and my nannying job actually turned out to be extremely fulfilling and like they've become sort of my family here and I love them to death and they've they've helped me with so much especially when I got into a car accident in April um it was really scary and it was really stressful and like I didn't you know I didn't break any bones or anything but like I got whiplash and um it, it it turned out to be a hit and run. And so I didn't like get very much back from my insurance and my car had to be in the shop for like two months. And it was really, really stressful. And that's when I kind of had like this breaking point, I think of like, I started to feel a lot of anxiety about LA, like driving in LA, being around the noise, the overall feeling of like, everyone's in a hurry to get somewhere. Everyone is trying to make it this like hustle culture, not feeling like I had a community to support me during that stressful time. Like I have my sisters, but they're not anywhere near me. Like they're so far away from me. And I didn't feel like I had any, like a person or like any people to really gravitate towards. And that felt so bad after almost two years of living somewhere and I felt like I didn't really have a community like those people just those like ride or dies you know so I just started thinking of like okay to help myself kind of cope with that stress and also you know I had this apartment to myself now and I had more alone time and I could relax and all of that I started to feel me again. And I started this podcast based off of the time that I felt most me last, which was during quarantine. And it was inspired, it's inspired by hundreds of voice memos that I've recorded. And I still record them almost every day. Um, and also inspired by like Emma Chamberlain and just her, her YouTube videos and also just her podcast and how raw she is and how she just like doesn't give a fuck and it's just like you know doesn't put on makeup for people and just or just lives her life and it's just I just really like her uh honesty and um she is like super young but she uh I like that she's kind of 
allowing for people to not have to present this like perfect version of themselves online. Do you know what I mean? And I just felt like this would be like an important outlet for me to kind of still feel this sense of community, even though I felt like I'm generally lacking it with people in person, but I have, you know, these listeners and I have people who, who care about me still online or whatever. But overall, I just feel like this disconnect, disconnection, that's not a word, this disconnect, I feel disconnected from LA and like from my initial pull to it, you know, I, I'm a lot more introverted and in order to like really push yourself through LA, I feel like you have to be quite a bit more extroverted than I am. And you know, the hustle, the grind, like everybody's trying to make it. Everyone's trying to be famous. There's so many people here who, especially in like the West side are just, just trying to be famous and trying to make it and trying to do, you know, trying to make it as an actress or a musician or, uh, an influencer or a business person. And like, that's great. But like, I just, I don't think it's worth, like, I don't think it's worth it anymore. Like, I don't want to be famous anymore. And all I wanted, like, a year ago was to be famous. And I just, I don't feel that anymore. I, I don't want, I don't want everyone to know my every move. I want to be in my own bubble. And um, I don't see myself settling here anymore. I thought, like, oh, I'd get famous and I'd buy a house in Laurel Canyon and I'll be here for the rest of my life. Like I, I really had no intention of leaving when I first moved here. And it's crazy how fast that can change within just various events from your life. And suddenly you wake up and you're like, do I actually like living here? You know? And so you're just reevaluating over and over again. And like, like I said at the beginning, I haven't really been one to have like a 10 year plan. And so I started thinking about like, do I see myself here in 10 years? Do I see myself in a house here? And honestly, no, I don't. And I think a lot of that has to do with me missing nature. Like I miss the mountains. I miss the rain. I miss the greenery. Like I miss snow. And it's just like always sunny here, which is beautiful and it's like always warm um and there's the beach of course but like it gets so monotonous for me like I I feel suffocated because it's always hot and it's always sunny and like it's beautiful in the evenings when the sun is setting and you're like wow life is so beautiful but like during the day it's just bright and harsh and you're like man there is no dynamic to the weather here you know and that's what makes music beautiful is dynamics because otherwise it's just loud and the same volume the whole time anyway so I've just started thinking about that and kind of reevaluating and thinking of the next 10 years and dreaming of the next 10 years and like where I'm gonna go next and all that sort of thing and I think it's so important to be open-minded with yourself and like not even with you know your surroundings like obviously be open-minded about the world but 
be open-minded for your own heart. Like let yourself kind of explore random things that you didn't really think about before. And if you have to change your mind, that's okay. And like if you think maybe, oh, I, I came here for this one reason and I didn't, I didn't fulfill that. I'm a failure. Like when I first thought, oh, maybe I don't want to be here for the next 10 years. Like, when do I want to leave? I thought, oh my God, I'm a failure because I came here to be this big shot photographer. And next thing I knew, I'm a nanny and I don't, I don't feel inspired to do photo all the time anymore. And I don't want to be on Instagram very much. And like, maybe I want to be a writer instead, or maybe like, I want to do something totally different. And I think it's so important to be open-minded with yourself and let yourself reevaluate things over and over and over again. Because if you're like me and you're a bit nomadic and you're a bit like you really like living somewhere for two to three years and then you are over it and you need to change. That's okay. That's okay. It's exhausting and it's a little bit of a whiplash situation, but like, I'm so proud of you for not staying put in somewhere where you're not happy and when you're not fulfilled and satisfied because what is life if you just sit at the same thing for your whole life and aren't happy, you know? So I don't know. I, even though I was afraid that I failed and had this initial thought of like, oh man, I want to leave. That's so stupid. Mary, you're so stupid. Like I recorded this voice memo <laughs> that said um, something like, I'm so mad at myself for this, but I think I want to leave LA. <laughs> and I just like was talking about like in the next few years like where I want to end up and um I really was mad at myself though because I was like Mary you you have only been here for two years and you already feel like it's time to move on to the next thing like are you ever going to be satisfied or like are you ever going to feel fully fulfilled in one place for more than five years and like I honestly cannot answer that but I've been thinking about what I want in the end and like what I want in 10 years and where I want to end up. And like, it looks nothing like it here. And that's all I know. And, you know, I'm doing the work to try and not see that as a failure. I'm trying to do the work to let myself explore that and let myself think about that and dream about that. And also not rush the time that I will spend here until that happens, you know, and really value my job and the people that I do have here and the beauty that is LA and can be LA, um, while also allowing myself to dream of something else and something quieter and something more peaceful and something closer to my family or, you know, whatever. <sighs> And I think that's just getting old. I think that's getting, not old, older. Like I think that's just growing and realizing like, oh, you you are allowed to go out and do things and then you're allowed to come back or you're allowed to totally change your mind. You know, it's it's just 
we're not meant to just be stuck, you know? And I don't think I ever want to feel stuck. I don't want to be stuck in a situation where, you know, either with a job or with a house or something like that, where I don't feel like I can leave. I think that is like a fear for me. And I don't know where that stems at. I'll talk about that in therapy. But I want to be able to move around and I want to be able to see new things and have different sorts of jobs. And even though it's stressful and maybe a little not very practical because I can't like save money, then that's that. But I don't know. I really don't know. That's the main thing is that I don't know. And we're not supposed to know because as we've learned from NASA this week, we are literally nothing. <laughs> like space time is bending galaxies, okay? And we are just floating here worried about upcoming exams or our jobs or whatever we're worried about, okay? So let yourself not know and let yourself explore if my story resonates with you, I'm so happy about that. Thank you for listening to me talking about myself for almost an hour. But I felt the need to just kind of explain who I am and what I do and what I'm like. And I hope that you enjoyed it. <laughs> the song of the day is Stay Alive by Jose Gonzalez. And it's from the Secret Life of Walter Mitty soundtrack. If you haven't seen that movie, you need to watch it. Like, it's so good. Every time I watch it, I just, like, a burst of inspiration comes to me, and I get so excited, and, like, it's such a good lesson because there are so many Walter Mitty's in the world, and I think it's, it's such a good movie. It's such a good movie, and this song is so good because it just erupts, and it's during, like, the best part of the movie, in my opinion, and I love Jose Gonzalez. He's a genius, um, and he does a lot of work for this, for this soundtrack, but this is one of my favorites, and, you know, we just, we just keep going, and we just try and stay alive, and that's all that matters. You know what I'm saying? So, have a wonderful weekend. Have a wonderful rest of your week next week. Okay, I love you guys. Have a great day. I will stay with you tonight.